You're listening to episode 20 of the Real Estate CPA Podcast, your source for all things real estate, accounting, and tax. Here, we reveal our secrets that can save you thousands in taxes, streamline your accounting process, and help grow your business. Stay tuned to hear insightful interviews with industry experts, successful real estate investors, and current clients on what strategies they use to grow their business and how they steer clear of Uncle Sam. All right, everybody. Hope you're having a good day. Thanks so much for joining me today on another episode of the Real Estate CPA Podcast. I'm your host, Brandon Hall. Today, we're going to be talking about accredited investors. Relatively short podcast here. Uh, We want to touch on accredited investors for a few reasons. One, we are working with a ton of clients who are accredited, and we wanted to talk about what it means to be accredited and why you want to be an accredited investor, especially in the real estate space. Before we get started, please leave us a review on iTunes if you're enjoying the podcast. We really appreciate it. Every single review that you guys leave helps us spread the word, helps us get out to more real estate investors, and ultimately help more people. Additionally, check out our website at www.therealestatecpa.com. We are coming out with a knowledge base. We expected it to launch end of October. Uh, We are having to push that back a little bit, so we are now expecting end of November. Uh, But do check that out because we do feel like it's going to be awesome. We're going to give you a lot of free content, a lot of content that a lot of other CPA firms hide behind their engagements with you. Um, We just want to give it all to you for free. We feel that tax strategy should be more about timing and understanding how to piece the puzzle together, not educating you on what a real estate professional is or what any of these tax strategies are. So keep an eye out for that knowledge base to drop. It should be pretty hard hitting and should be pretty awesome once it does. So why do we even have accredited investors in the first place? The purpose is to allow companies to offer securities to sophisticated people. And accredited investors are deemed more sophisticated people because they have figured out a way to earn a lot of money or build a high net worth. Therefore, the assumption is that that person is more sophisticated than somebody that might be working a job and only earning, say, $40,000 a year. So rules for investing in these private funds, these private offerings that generally carry a lot more risk than investing like in the open market in Apple stock, for instance, to invest in those private securities, that's where the term accredited investors came up and the definition and the rules surrounding accredited investors, so that people that were investing in these securities had more sophistication, or at least were deemed to have more sophistication, right? Obviously, there are some actors, uh, professional sports players that are all all accredited investors just based on their earnings alone. But some of them are probably not sophisticated enough to be investing in these types of deals, these private offerings. So obviously, it's still pretty dependent on the actual person, not necessarily on the definition of being accredited alone, but at least we're getting away from people that are earning, say, $50,000 a year, which is a great wage, but that person may not have the sophistication either. So the term accredited investor is defined in Rule 501 of Regulation D, and some exemptions for companies that can sell securities are included under Rule 506 of Regulation D. An accredited investor is a person who earns more than $200,000 or $300,000 with a spouse, 
in each of the prior two years and reasonably expects the same for the current year. Or they have a net worth over $1 million, either alone or together with the spouse, and that excludes your primary residence. So you cannot count the equity in your primary residence. Being an accredited investor allows you to invest in deals that non-accredited investors cannot. You basically have more investment opportunities. So for instance, you can invest in syndications. Syndications are when a person goes and buys like a 200-unit apartment building or a mobile home park or a self-storage facility. And they can't bring $2 million to the table by themselves to close on the deal. What they will do is set up an entity and then invite accredited investors to share in the risk with them. And that invitation is basically in the form of selling LLC units or shares to their accredited investors for, say, $50,000 a pop. So, if I wanted to start a syndication or run a syndication, I would be a general partner in the syndication. I would say I need $2 million to close on this property and build in a little bit of a CapEx reserve there. Um, I'm going to raise $2 million from limited partners, from accredited investors who are going to take a limited partner stake in my deal, but I'm only going to offer it to accredited investors. That's why it's important to be an accredited investor because somebody that is not accredited does not get exposure to those types of deals in most cases, which we'll talk about in a second. Most of these syndications will ask that you self-certify that you are accredited or that you get your CPA to certify that you are an accredited investor. So really good reason to work with a CPA there because if you're interested in these syndications, most of them will be asking for a CPA certification that you are accredited. The reason that they do that is it reduces their risk that you are not accredited. If a CPA is asserting that you are accredited, then they can say, hey, we relied on the CPA saying that you were accredited, if in some instance that you were not accredited and the SEC found out, so it just reduces their risk. If you're not an accredited investor, some syndications will let you come in as a sophisticated investor, which means that the company or the fund offering the securities reasonably believes that you have sufficient knowledge and experience in financial and business matters to evaluate the merits and risks of the prospective investment. So they have to believe that even though you're not accredited, you are sophisticated enough to understand the deal inside and out and invest in that deal. Now, there's only a limited number of sophisticated investor slots in each deal. So if you're not accredited and you still want to invest in syndications, you're going to basically need to be networking with these guys and proving to them that you are sophisticated. And then hopefully they have some sophisticated investor slots in their deals that you can invest in. Now, sometimes we get the, can I partner with an accredited investor if I'm not accredited? So you can, but it depends on how you structure everything. So entities such as banks, partnerships, corporations, nonprofits, and trusts may be accredited investors. And here's how that kind of works. So any trust with total assets in excess of $5 million not formed specifically to purchase the subject securities is a, an accredited investor. So you have to have a net worth of $5 million, and that's for trusts. Other than that, any entity in which all of the equity owners are accredited investors, that's when that entity will qualify as an accredited investor as well. So you can partner, but it's very difficult to actually qualify that entity 
as accredited if you yourself are not accredited. So just kind of keep that in the back of your mind. Now, if you're not an accredited investor, obviously it's not the end of the world. It just means that you might have limited options to invest in private equity funds, to invest in real estate funds or real estate syndications. It doesn't mean you can't though. So again, think about networking, proving that you're sophisticated enough, and then just letting the deal operator know, hey, next time you have a deal come around um, where you're offering sophisticated investor slots, let me know. I'm definitely interested. Otherwise, strive to become accredited. Again, 200K in annual income if you're single, 300 if you're married, or $1 million in net worth, excluding the equity in your primary residence. If you can get to those points, you can be an accredited investor, and all of a sudden, all the deals are going to open up to you. There's going to be tons of deals that you can invest in, and you'll have plenty of opportunities to choose from at that point. Well, like I said, today's episode was short, so thanks a lot for listening. Hope you have a good week. Thanks for listening to today's show. If you enjoyed the show, please find us on iTunes and leave us a review. You can also email us at contact at therealestatecpa.com with any feedback or topic suggestions. We are always taking on new clients and with the new tax laws in play, you really don't want to navigate this alone. Let us help you save money on taxes and with your accounting and CFO needs. To become a client, navigate to our client page at therealestatecpa.com and fill out a web form with as much detail about your situation as possible. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great rest of your week.